0: What's going on, y'all? Episode 2, The Fiverr Life. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to get started selling and buying on Fiverr. So if you're not familiar with Fiverr, kind of an introduction of how to get started, what to do, what you should do, shouldn't do, things like that. Uh, And I'll go on a rant for about 10 minutes. And for you that are experienced with Fiverr, you might learn a thing or two, but also make sure you share this with other people, with your network's, Obviously, it helps not just Fiverr people, but entrepreneurs, startups, anything like that. I got advice going throughout these episodes. So, as we continue on and we obviously dive deep into Fiverr, the platform, I'm also going to have advice as far as what I've been doing over the years, things that I've done to help maybe people that are new to business, are new to digital marketing, are new to just kind of their own side hustle and they're looking for ways to market it and get it out there too so as I move along I might go on some tangents here so make sure you uh stay with me as much as you can but also archives are available you can fast forward you can flip back you can binge listen as get more episodes along you can always come back you know in a couple weeks and see how things are going and see what we got for you so in this one to get started buying and selling on Fiverr, it's easy as just having a profile and being, you know, in one of their countries, which is like I don't know, 85% of the world's countries. If you're in there, they're able to get in there at least, and uh, my number might be higher, might be anywhere. But as far as payments, being able to use some form of merchant, whether it's PayPal, Visa, Mastercard, um, all the other payment options that Fiverr offers. Sometimes they don't match up. So sometimes you can't fund your account. You might need, you know, a gift card or you might need to go with some promo or you might just need to move to another country. Um, My option I had was able to do that in 2006. If I wanted to continue marketing, I had an online business for basically I was an affiliate marketer for online casinos and uh, poker rooms. And so, when I'm in the United States, up until 2006, I was able to market, promote at colleges, get USA players, and I was starting to make some residual incomes off that each month, and it was starting to build up real nice, and that's kind of where I got a lot of my experience um, going into what I'm doing now, because then they shut it down in 2006, and uh, as far as being about bank transactions, you know, they signed a law, it was the Internet Gaming Act, and they signed a law and then, and I think it was October of 2006 that I think Bush was in, in presidency. And so it eliminated banks being able to handle transactions with online poker rooms, online casinos. So basically every brand, party poker, poker room, full tilt poker, a um, bunch of other ones that I was operating with and recruiting players for, she had to shut them all down. Couldn't be an affiliate with them anymore. And it was really hard to do. So again, moving overseas. Or moving to a different country really then wasn't an option. I was in a marriage. Um, I was living in Ohio. It really wasn't something that, again, it wasn't a eight thousand dollar a month business. It was that then it was a small, you know, little side hustle I had um, built up. So it wasn't that bad, but it did kind of devastate me a little bit because it was something that I knew even to this day. If I kept on going with it, I couldn't even imagine where it would be. But moving on from that, if you're willing to take those risks. It can be, you know, if I would have moved to Canada or done anything like that and continue what I'm doing, I'd obviously still be making the amount I would have continued with that momentum because I wouldn't have had that restriction of the United States market, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at. I got family here, you know, there's a lot of outside things happening, your environment that, you know, not necessarily is that easy to do. So, the benefit of Fiverr and platforms, you know, like Fiverr is being able to do it online from anywhere. And the open capabilities to do that, you know, and, and a lot of people you see on there, they might claim a different country or different language than they normally speak, just so they can get the attention and get the orders. That's not always accurate in the way to go. So if you're gonna sign up as a seller, make sure you sign up for your country. If you need to learn a language, learn a language, whatever it takes, because what you're doing is you're setting your own foundation for the future. So if it's something that you need to do now, so we're seven years from now, you're making seven, eight thousand, ten thousand dollars a month um, through your own personal business. Well, yeah, you want to take that time right now to maybe learn some foundations, some basics, maybe dedicate, sitting the next six months to learning a language. If you're from out of the country, from the United States, and then you want to get United States market, or you want to get people that are English market, like UK, Australia, people that are speaking English fluently, well... You might have to take that time to learn the language first before you dive in and start kind of turning people off to your business because you can't communicate effectively because you, you're offering something you can't come through with and it's not something people expected, things like that. So make sure you're all in line before you put a professional service up and start branding yourself, representing yourself, because immediately, as soon as you have a brand and you put it up and you start to put yourself out there for business, that starts your brand reputation. You know, So you want to be able to... Get the positive up front. You know, that's that's kind of how you build that rapport. You get people to start talking about you in a positive way to other people referring, hey man, check out, so it was completely affordable, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, and did a great job, communicated, came through. Well, if that first order, first few orders are your trouble spots, it's going to be hard to get that momentum. So make sure you're somewhat prepared. And I'm not saying, you know, wait for everything because the best time to start is now. But also, you're putting yourself out there in the public public eye to start your reputation in the online world, you know, and you're not talking about just your, your town, your city, your country, you're talking about global representation. So what people see you from around the world, how they see you, how they view you is really from around different perspectives and different ways and they operate business different. So, you know, it's hard to be universal. You obviously want to target your market, your niche, but be yourself. But also be prepared and also be able to communicate. So if you're a seller, wanting to be a seller, you've got a great service lined up, you've got a great idea, well, get in there, put it up there, dive into the platform. That's the best way to learn is to dive in. Fill out all the details they ask for. Don't sell yourself short. In the description, use all your characters because those descriptions are basically helping you in search. And so if you've got some skills, put it in your description because people search and that can come up in the search, whether it's through Yahoo, Google, or Fiverr search, or, you know, wherever they're looking for you, that that description matches up in that way to help you rise in, you know, keywords, things like that are very important when you're filling out your descriptions, when you're filling out your extras, when you're filling out your packages, you want to be very descriptive target niche, because that's what people search for. And if you're in a And a four keyword target niche like search engine optimization, you know, that's three words. People just sometimes search SEO. And so you want to make sure you put SEO, search engine optimization. Just make sure you fill all your info, but also check out other Fiverr profiles, successful Fiverr sellers in a similar industry that you're offering, you know? And so if you're doing digital marketing or you're doing, let's say it's logo design. Well, you want to go to a top rated sellers logo design gig. See, don't copy it. Look at it, get some ideas from it, but also see how professional they are, what they're covering in their basis, how they're labeling it, things like that. Because you can't just take over by putting the same title, putting the same stuff. It's going to get flagged and you're going to get booted and you're going to get suspended. And they obviously don't want to do that. Be original in your title. Be descriptive. There's a lot of titles that are exact same and it's hard to get away from it. You know, I will do a professional resume and, you know, what those... You'll see a ton of them. And, and some people just stick with one. See, people jump to different ones. There's a lot of overlapping gigs. So if you've got something unique, it's going to stand out more. I'll promise you that. So make sure you just fill out all your information. And buyers, you know, when you're searching, be descriptive with your keywords because then you're gonna be it's gonna be easier for you to find the things that you're looking for, find the things that you know are gonna help you. So don't just type in logo design, you know, type in for your niche. Say you're a coffee shop, say. The coffee shop logo design or vintage logo design or modern logo design or you know the and again i hate to deter away from level one level two and new sellers but if i'm a buyer and i'm going to a marketplace i'm going to go with the top rated sellers and sometimes the price isn't there but you know these level two level one sellers those are automatic and so they only have to do so much there's a minimum you have to do to get that reputation and there's a lot of great level one, level two sellers that are earning their keep, but they have to earn their keep and to get that top rate. And that's the, what the top rated badge gives you is that reputation is that um, really people definitely filter that out. And, and you you really, as a buyer, you want to go with that. You know, If you have to pay a little bit extra, it's based on a lot of things and a lot of factors like communication, deliverability on time, value, you know, there's, it's, there's a lot of factors to the top rated badge, and it's not automatic. You know, there is some things you, you know. There's a bunch of factors that you can accomplish that push you there, but the editors still have to decide and still have to push you in, put you in and acknowledge that you're a top rated seller. So, buyers, beware. But also, a lot of you want to give a chance. So, if it's a cheap gig and it's a level two seller, give them a chance. You know, if you see a lot of great reviews and it's looking good, and they're consistently working and their communications great. Give them a chance, you know, and I, obviously that's the best way I could say it. Level ones, it's hard because again, it's automatic. It doesn't take much to get level one. You can get that with, you know, there's a lot of people that are trying to achieve level ones with fake accounts. So they'll get a bunch of fake accounts, push it all on one count to build that one up to try to get it automatically boosted up. And that's why it's hard to trust because I've even done that in the past and it's, you really can tell, you know, and it gives Fiverr a bad reputation, but also again, there's some... Between Fiverr Pros and Fiverr Top Rateds, you have enough selection based on what you're looking for these days. I mean, there's millions of gigs listed, maybe 100,000, 200,000 sellers at least on Fiverr. At least, there's probably more, Um, but uh, as far as communication, let's move into that because it's important to me. and I'm going to have a specific excuse me, podcasts for business communication through Fiverr and through, you know, freelancing through just through online means, because a lot of people that get a side hustle, they haven't taken a business course. They haven't taken a communications course. They haven't taken a business communications course. And so, you know, you're really looking at a big flaw in the system of online communication for business and through this marketplace like this, because if it's global, sometimes things get misconstrued. Some people's Saying you know the way they say it might come off different than you're taking it, and so you know that's just text in general. And a lot of people get in fights, a lot of relationships get ruined that way. Whether it's business, love, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, just text without emotion can can be deceiving and be be as far as any two people trying to relate, it can throw it off completely and change everything. You know, so it's really important that when you if, if you're a buyer, you want to communicate. To your seller, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, who you are, what you're trying to promote. You know, for me, for my gigs, I get a lot of people that just say, just ask me a question like, hey, what's your site? Hey, blah, blah, blah. Hey, can you, I'm like, well, who are you? What are you trying to promote? Tell me a little bit about you because I've got people trying to illegally outsource my services. I got people trying to send me spam. I got people I can't help and it's best that I just vet them immediately and find out if I can help them or not before I release all this information. We go into this back and forth and then at the end of the day, I can't even help them or I won't be able to help them or there's nothing I can do or, I, you know, it's, it's something I don't do or won't do. So, it's best to identify yourself we can give the buyer or give the seller an indication of, you know, how to answer you best. Like, oh, well, you know what? They can be honest with you. I'm really honest with people. You know, I'm busy enough now that I, you know, and, and I've always been honest with people but I've always, I've also, you know, up been a little vague as far as like, I don't want to tell you too much because I want you to experience the gig is basically what it was. Now I'm like, Hey, I'm busy enough. Here you go. Yes, I can't help you. No, I can't. Mm, I don't think it'd be a good fit. Things like that. But where before Obviously, I want you to experience the gig because I knew there was value. And even if it wasn't a perfect match, I was still able to pass you things that you could still use, whether it's knowledge of voiceover, you know, some SEO, anything like that, that it would still override any kind of thought that you didn't think you got your money's worth, you know. And so that was the basis of building up reputation, ratings, five star ratings, over delivering and under promising, you know, so I list a gig and I do three more things on top of that. And what you'll read my ratings is above and beyond, above and beyond, above and beyond, above and beyond more than what is listed, more than what's listed because it's simple things, you know, like, okay, I'll post your tweet, but I didn't say I'd retweet your tweet, your tweets. I said, I post your business, you know, website to my Twitter. Well, guess what? Then they, I tell them, Hey, if you go retweet it, It'll give you more reach. Well, the ones that act and go do that and they have their own Twitters and they go retweet to get their own traffic. I'll go to their Twitter and they have something posted promoting their own business. I'll retweet that to my audience. So basically, it's just something small that I didn't mention that they're like, oh man, that's awesome. Thank you. Because that helps them even more because it's their word, their promotion coming from their account. And I retweet it out as like, you know, I I can't say endorsement, but just as a little, little boost in the algorithm. So if they have some keywords attached, things like that. So... I always throw a little advice their way. I always try to help. And there's always like, you know, five out of a hundred that might not recognize it as much, but usually 95% of my ratings are five-star ratings because people recognize what I'm doing for them, whether it's small businesses, websites, music artists, things like that. So, you know, if you got a gig and you're trying to list something, make sure you're passionate about what you're going to be doing because it's easier to communicate, but also buyers notify the seller who you are what you're trying to do accomplish within the gig and if they have don't have anything listed related to what you're trying to get accomplished don't bother that seller obviously they don't have it listed don't say hey can you do let's say somebody's a logo designer well hey can you give me an amazon review for no that's not what i have listed that's not my expertise you know i'm not don't do that to people one i consider it spam and two You're asking that seller to risk their accounts for Amazon reviews. You're asking that seller to go outside of their scope of work, which isn't what they offer. You're wasting their time. You're wasting your time. And really, you can go search for people that do that if you want to get that done. But don't ask random people to do that. You know, if you're a buyer trying to get something accomplished for your site, don't just go ask random people to do something that they don't have listed or offered. It's It's a waste of time. And you're not going to have a high success rate. You're going to get marked for spam because I'm going to mark you. I know there are a lot of sellers that are out there that will do the same thing. So one thing about the buyers, think about the seller's time as well. When you're doing all this communicating, I get a lot of, hello. That's it. Just hello. Just hi. Just that's it. Like, you know, that's the Fiverr platform. It allows messaging that is personal, more personal, but it also allows 2,500 characters. So you just say Hi. I'm gonna go, I, I basically created a template now that says some, you know, it has a certain go ahead and try it. I'm not gonna tell you guys what it is. Go ahead and try to send me a high on Fiverr, Fiverr.com slash detonksports, sports, and I'll send you the template back what I what I have. Because really, it's about wasting people's time. It's about not respecting the other person's time. And just, hi. Okay, so what am I supposed to say? Hi back. Oh, and then we sit there and say, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Well, we can already got to the point and moved along. You know, that's one thing about being business. You have to be efficient. You have to understand that people are busy trying to do other things for other people. And you're not the only one that they're working with. And so, if you have a question, be sure to be clear. Be sure to answer or ask the, all of the questions in one thing. You know, don't send a question. Wait, they answer the question, then send another question. Wait, if you have five questions, put all five of them in one so they can answer all five of them back. Maybe even give you some extra information, but be descriptive, be clear, introduce yourself, who you are. Hi, I'm Blasey Bla. It doesn't even have to be your first name. Just be your username or a title. You know, hi, I'm a business owner. This is my website. I would like you to do this for me. Can you do, is there anything you can do or what do I need? Stuff like that. So, you know, and also understand a lot of these sellers are busy. So if it's one word or one sentence responses, quick, you know, it is what it is. It's them answering your question and then moving on because they've got other people with questions to answer. They can't sit there and just type out, you know, five minutes of of blog work (laughs) is basically what it is answering you, answering you. And they do that for everybody and then still get work done because all these messages they're answering, they're not getting paid for. It's potential business, but they're not customers. And so me, I'm loaded up with customers where I try to have a fast response rate. I keep it between one hour, two hours. Sometimes it goes under one Um, If I'm really responsive and I'm right there, but lately I've been trying to back it down because I've been trying to focus more on my orders because really those are the important ones. And so if you're not ready to order, I'm ready to work on the orders who are there, who are already paid. I might get back to you with all the information. I might not right away. I might later on. But the point is, is that that's all valued accordingly. And if you list your gigs out accordingly, people can see, you know, the serious people they're going to order. The people that aren't so serious, they're going to try to waste your time and they're going to try to slow you down and they're going to try to ask you a bunch of questions. And the people that might be outsourcing are trying to get you to answer their questions because they're going to list your gig somewhere else and try to charge more and then come back to you and you're getting lowballed because they're going to, you know, and, and trust me, you can work with partnerships like that. But there's a lot of people that will do that without your permission. And so I try to vet those people, too, because they're not always people you want to deal with. I've had situations where people have listed my service with my name on another site and without my permission, somebody ordered on that site and then came to Fiverr and was bashing me like I wasn't doing their work. And I was canceling that order with the other person because I knew they were outsourcing my stuff. It was just all this mess. And it's like, man, no, don't outsource my stuff. And if you do be really good and secretive about it, be really easy to deal with. You know, one or the other, because I'm gonna find out, or I'm gonna, you know, I, I've basically it's, it's pattern recognition. You find out if people are, especially music. You know, it's easy to find out if somebody's a music promoter or if they're actually a music producer or an actual relate, you know, they're related to the artist or the artist themselves. And I don't take other promoters' orders because they don't they don't have the rights to distribute the track. They didn't make the track. They don't have the copyright laws. They don't have the you know anything about it. They're the music promoters. They're not involved in the making of the track. And so they don't have any kind of rights to be able to put it out to me. Maybe the artist gave them the rights, but that doesn't give them the right to give me the rights. You know, and so I try to vet people like that and try to make sure that it's all legit because I'm not trying to get the artist in trouble. I'm not trying to get the promoter in trouble. I'm trying to get myself in trouble, obviously, but I'm looking out for the artist, you know, and I'm looking out for the business and the website that somebody tries to outsource through because they might not be getting the service that I'd be delivering, you know, and that's what I don't like about it is because somebody else is trying to use my name and use my platform to benefit themselves and represent me when they aren't actually me and they don't know how to represent me because they don't know nothing about how I run my business. So I feel like it's up to everybody to how you want to operate that way. You know, if you want to let everyone outsource your crap for the first little while, then go ahead. You know, and that's one thing is that sometimes you got to do some free work, do some cheap work. And I did it for years before I started getting paid, you know, and that's one thing is that it's always stuck with me though, because there is that saying is that if, especially if you're passionate about it, you don't, you don't know if you're passionate about something until at least three or four years that you're into it. And then you don't know if you're really (laughs) that serious until you're about seven years into it. And then, uh, by year 10, Everything should be going and should be running smoothly. And if it's not, it's time to get out and start something again. So I I just feel like, you know, through time, you're going to have to do some things for free. You're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do. You might have to do another order twice, but you got to get these ratings and build your reputation up. And then you can start calling more shots. Then you can raise the pricing. Then you can start really getting paid. And then you can start getting opportunities off of what the Fiverr work, you know, and that's kind of what happened to me is that I've doing fiber work so long, it turned into his more experience. And then I started, now I'm doing commercial acting work in the city of Denver, you know? And so I'm starting to get money that way too. And it's really kind of expanding other opportunities elsewhere and meeting other people, networking every day. And so I have to recommend that. List your gigs. If you got something, that's how you learn the fiber platform. Put a gig or two up, play with them, see what other people are doing. If you're a buyer, go in there, find some gigs, search for, you know, just search around, browse around and go in with a little bit of budget, you know, go in with a $50 budget if you're a buyer and you're trying to promote your business and try to scatter it around to, you know, three or four or five or six or seven gigs, you know, if you can. Don't always don't do a bunch of $5 ones. Maybe get a 10, maybe do a 25 and a bunch of fives, you know, somehow some way um look for maybe a little bit more because you might, you know, obviously the more you're going to pay the better results you should get. And that's with anything. And I deliver that too. The more people pay with me, I send them more valuable information, resources, tools. um, And it's not all tangible. There's nothing to touch, you know? And so that's one thing about these platforms too, is that you can also offer product shipping. If you have an actual product, list it. You know, if you're making bracelets, hemp bracelets, or if you're, you know, making jewelry, or if you're making glass, Fiverr is another platform like Etsy, that you can list it on there price it out still offer shipping yes fiverr takes 20 percent, so raise your pricing 20 percent. put it on the marketplace okay so we're moving in almost 25 minutes here and i'll be closing this one out a little bit just kind of introduction give you you know if you're new to fiverr maybe not new maybe you just kind of learning the ropes but uh i just feel like whether you have a product a service anything to offer Put it on the marketplace because that's the only way people are going to find you. And if you already have it on another marketplace somewhere else or if you're running a marketplace and it's and it's a shop that it's actual you know brick and mortar shop. Well, it's time to get online because the world is waiting for your product. You, there's ways to get yourself out there. And Fiverr is free to list. Doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of your time. And that's the only way to find out is to list it up there. Buyers, get yourself out there. There's, there's a lot of good, good sellers out there on the Fiverr platform. That are, and, and overall, you know, in, in the online digital freelance marketing world, because as egg grows, the whole industry is going, going out of control now. You know, and they always talk about jobs, 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 jobs. Oh, look at all these jobs. Oh, look at the economy. Well, you know why it's doing so well in the United States is because people are running online businesses, are running side hustles, are getting money globally. Being brought into the United States, and that's why it's doing so well because the advancement of the internet. It's not necessarily policy, it's not necessarily a president, it's just the time. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of things that can impact it one way or another, but the growth is because a lot of us, like me, are living solely online. We've got 75% of the world's countries have placed an order with me on Fiverr, you know, and so somebody from A country out of seventy-five percent of the world's countries has placed an order on fiber with me, and so I can imagine I've seen people in the eighty percent, eighty-five percent ranges, and it's only getting better from there, you know. And so now it's like each country is going to grow, and you know if they all kind of match with the United States and match, it's only going to get better, bigger. Fiber's become better, fiber pro is, you know, obviously a more expensive, more expensive, but another way to bring attention to the Fiverr market, to the Fiverr platform as a useful tool for entrepreneurs, for startups. If you've got a product, a service that you're trying to launch, uh, maybe you get a Kickstarter campaign and then go to Fiverr, and get a bunch of advertising, get go to Backer or you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can make your own side hustle work. You can make your own business work and Fiverr is one of them. So either you're going in as a buyer, trying to use it as a tool and a resource to boost your business or Going in as a seller and trying to find another way to get another income stream, Fiverr's the way. Promise you. Fiverr.com slash detonk sports. Let's end it.